0: Welcome to Victor Christian Center's audio podcast. We hope this message encourages you, and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or FCCFMD.com. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. Glad that you're able to tune in with us this morning on this beautiful snowy day. I hope that you're home and staying in, staying safe, and staying warm. We are so thankful for technology that allows us to come into your home and share the word with you this morning. And so we're just blessed to be able to join our hearts together today. And so uh, if you're watching, let us know you're watching. Let us know where you're watching from. We would love the opportunity to connect with you and certainly pray with you. And we're just thankful that you're able to get on and join us for our our time in the Word this morning. And so if you have your Bibles today, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Joel. We're going to be looking in Joel chapter 2. And we're going to be looking at two particular verses uh, towards the latter part of that chapter. Joel chapter 2, beginning with verse 28 says it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men will see visions even on the male and female servants I will pour out my spirit in those days would you pray with me this morning father we thank you today for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to gather this morning in just an unconventional way, but we thank you that we're able to gather our hearts together and dig into your word. And so, Father, I pray that as we look into your word this morning, that, God, you would just give us enlightenment, that you would show us new things through your word today that would be relevant to our lives and what it is that we are facing each and every day. Lord, would you speak to us this morning to open our hearts? Would you open our minds? And we ask this in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen and amen. I want to talk to you this morning on daring to dream. Daring to dream. Now, when you were a kid, you probably played a game called truth or dare. Maybe when you were a teenager. And uh, if you got a truth, you had to truthfully answer one of the questions that was posed to you. And if you're really brave, you would take a dare. And so the dare could be any number of things, but it was usually something pretty crazy, something a little outlandish. And so I hope you're brave this morning because I'm going to challenge you. And I want to dare you this morning. I want to double dare you to dream. I want to dare you to dream with me this morning. And so we ask ourselves, well, what is a dream? If we looked it up in Webster's Dictionary, Webster defines it as a series of thoughts or images during sleep. Defines it as strongly desired goals or a purpose. But if we look in the context of a biblical idea of a dream, in the Hebrew, it's more of a divine communication, something that indicates revelation. And we see this particularly in the life of Joseph. We know that Joseph was referred to as the dreamer and he was mocked by his brothers because of the dreams that God has given him. And Joseph didn't necessarily achieve his dreams or see them come to fruition in the way that he probably would have wanted to, but they came to fruition nonetheless. And so I ask you this morning, what is your dream? Whether you're 16 or you're 66, What is the dream that's in your heart? Eleanor Roosevelt said the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Walt Disney said all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his March on Washington uttered his infamous words, I have a dream. And so my question to you this morning is do you? Do you have A dream in Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 scripture says where there is no vision the people perish do you have a vision that you're chasing after this morning I want to dare you to pursue it Matthew Barnett the founder of the Dream Center in Los Angeles he says it this way he says without a dream people don't exercise self-control when men and women have nothing to live for they cast off restraint Several years ago, I was driving down the road and I had just walked through probably one of the most difficult seasons of my life. And I just felt so empty. And I I felt as if I were in one of those desert seasons where, you know, I'm just saying, God, where are you? And I just, I just felt so empty. And I remember the exact road that I was on. I remember the exact curve that I was driving around. And I just felt this whisper in my spirit. I just felt this whisper in my heart saying, it's time to dream again. It's time to dream again. We talked in our ladies Bible study yesterday about how as human beings, you know, we're all so imperfect, aren't we? And we, we get so distracted by our surroundings, and we get distracted by our weaknesses, or we get distracted by what's happening internally in within ourselves, what we're feeling. And I had reached a point in my life where I was so distracted by what I was going through that I forgot that there was a dream that God had placed in my heart. And it was as if in that moment, God was saying, it's time. It's time to give life to that dream again. It's time to to start dreaming again. And so I want to dare you this morning to dream again because God has a dream for you. If you and I are going to dare to dream, we first have to dare to believe. We have to first dare to believe. Well, to believe what? Well, first of all, we have to believe that we have purpose You know, my son said to me this week, he said, Mama, I have no purpose in life. And it just broke my heart because all I have spoken into him and prayed over him since he was an infant is that you have purpose. Your, Your life has meaning. And every night I tuck him into bed and I say, God made you special. He has a special plan for you and he loves you. And so the fact that he felt like he had no purpose in this life, it just broke my heart. But, you know, you and I feel that way sometimes in life, don't we? Feel that our life has no purpose. It has no meaning. It's because we've got to dare to believe that God has something greater in store for us. Friends, in a world where life is no longer sacred, you must believe that you were created on purpose for a purpose. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. In Psalm 139, verse 14, David says, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and my soul knows it very well. But then David goes a little bit further and he says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my formless substance. Now listen to this part. And in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. How precious are your thoughts for me, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. He says, in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me. Can I tell you this morning that before the foundation of the world, the creator of the universe, the one who hung the stars in the sky, had a destiny planned just for you, just for this lifetime, just for this life moment. He told the prophet Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, not when, not after, but before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And it was then that I ordained you. Make no mistake. God has a plan and a purpose for your life this morning. And maybe today you're struggling to realize your dream. Perhaps you feel as if it's passed you by or maybe that you don't have one at all. But I want to tell you that the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable according to Romans chapter 11. He's not going to take them back. He's written eternity, Scripture tells us, on the hearts of men. And if God has taken the time to write eternity on our hearts, you better believe that he's taken the time to plan out our days and put our dreams into motion. There's a chorus that we sing at church now and then, and it says, I dare to believe. I dare to believe that miracles happen, that mountains still move and demons must flee because the God that we serve, he is much more than able. So don't be afraid to stand up and say, I dare to believe. And I want to challenge you this morning to stand up and dare to believe. Believe that God has a plan and a purpose just for you. In his book, The Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren says, Without God, life has no purpose. And without purpose, life has no meaning. Without meaning, life has no significance or hope. Would you dare to believe him this morning? Would you dare to put your hope in all that he is and all that he has planned just for your life. And so if you and I are going to dare to dream, we first have to dare to believe, but then we must dare to surrender. That word surrender can be a scary word for us sometimes, can it? Dare to surrender. When Jesus called his disciples, he called them to come and follow him. He called fishermen, he called tax collectors, and he called them to leave the life that they were living for something so much greater. And these men chose to leave the life that they, were, that they were leading to follow a dream that was so much bigger than themselves. They chose to surrender to follow Jesus. When Jesus fed the multitude from the little boy's lunch of two fish and five loaves of bread, the little boy surrendered all that he had and he watched God take it and make it something so much greater. It reminds me of the old gospel song, Little is Much. When God is in it, you got to surrender it to him so he can do something great and miraculous with it. When God was speaking to Moses, he asked Moses, Moses, what's that in your hand? Now to Moses, it was just a rod, just a simple stick, a staff. But in the eyes of God, it was that rod that was going to signify the parting of the Red Sea. What is it that's in your hand this morning? What talents, what giftings, what abilities has God given you that you're holding on to, that you're not willing to surrender to him, to use for his glory? And friends, I can assure you that when you surrender those things to God, they become so much greater than what they are when they're held within our hands. Dare to surrender. As Jesus prayed in the garden, he said, Father, not my will. But thy will be done. The perfect example of surrender that we have is found in Jesus. Lisa Turker said it this way. She said, surrendering to God isn't giving in. It's giving up. Giving up carrying the weight of all that's too much for us to our God who not only can carry it, but he can use it for Good. Aren't you thankful for that? That God not only can carry our burdens, but he can turn them around and he can use them for something good. He turns the curse into a blessing because scripture tells us he loves us. In Psalm chapter 37 verse 4, scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will what? He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I remember as a teenager and I, you know, I just had so many things I just wanted so desperately as a teenager. And I just thought, wow, when I read this verse, I can just spend time with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're just going to give me everything I want. That's almost as crazy as taking a lamp and rubbing it and thinking the genie's going to come out and we get three wishes granted to us, isn't it? But when I've learned over the years that as I delight myself in the Lord, as I meditate on His Word, His desires. They become my desires. And I learn in that moment to surrender my desires, trading them in for all that he has for my life because so much better, so much greater. And I'm so thankful. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that all the things that I so desperately wanted when I was 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, that God didn't answer my prayer the way I asked him to. I'm so thankful because I'd be living with the results of those things today. But when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart because our desires become his desires because we dare to surrender our desires to him. The word delight in the Hebrew, it means delicate, it means soft, and it means pliable. And I remember as I was studying through that verse and I read that and I thought, well, that's just such a strange uh, idea, such a strange picture when I'm delighting myself in the Lord. But as I look through it, I find it so fascinating Because you and I are clay in the hands of the potter. And so when I delight myself in the Lord and I allow myself to be soft and pliable in his hands and moldable, he can form me into what it is that he wants me to be. Because how many of you know we're all work in progress? Some of us, like myself, have a lot more work God has got to do than, than others He's still working on me, but i got to stay pliable. I've got to stay soft. I've got to stay moldable and teachable in his hands so he can make me all that he wants me to be. You've got to dare to surrender. David said, I will be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. And friends, that only likeness comes from delighting ourselves in the Lord, from surrendering all we are to all that he is. Stormy O'Martian says, when God wants to make changes in our lives, if we're willing to let him, he starts by cutting away all that's unnecessary. And in this process, he strips us from everything that could hinder our future growth in order to prepare us to bring forth good fruit. She says our life may look barren during that time, but God is actually freeing us from anything that does not bring forth life. This process of surrendering, she says, to the Lord, especially our dreams and desires, is called pruning. Let me ask you this morning, are there some areas in your life that are not bringing forth fruit? Maybe it's time for God to come in do a little bit of pruning so that you can surrender those dreams and those desires to him. Sometimes he has to prune us. It's not always the best feeling. It's not always the best process to go through, but he does it for our good, for his purpose to be revealed in our lives. And so if you and I are going to realize the dream, if we're going to dare to dream, we have to first dare to believe. Then we have to dare to surrender. And thirdly, we have to dare to be Relentless. The definition of relentless means constantly, continuously being persistent, moving forward, and not looking back. The Lord told Habakkuk to record the vision so that he who runs may read it. Let me ask you this morning, are you running with vision? relentlessly pursuing the dream that God has placed in your heart, regardless of how outlandish it might seem. You and I have to relentlessly pursue the dreams that God places within our hearts, regardless of how crazy they seem. Because let's face it, if it doesn't seem out of our reach, then it doesn't leave much room for God to move, does it? In July of 1491, there was a dean at the church of Seville who had assembled the the chapter there into the court of Elms. And he said, let us build a church that's so great that those that come after us may think us mad to have attempted it. And because he was so bold and daring as to relentlessly pursue this dream, the result of that dream was the glorious cathedral at Seville. We talked in our ladies' Bible study yesterday about being a play-it-safe Christian. Someone who reads a verse a day to keep the devil away versus a uh, an all-out believer following Jesus wherever he chooses to lead us. And we talked about how sometimes God leads us to places that seem like they are just completely impossible. He leads us to situations that just seem like they are so out of our control so that we can see his hand at work. And we have to remind ourselves of that. Sometimes God places those dreams in our heart so that we can realize as crazy as it may seem to that world around us and to us, something we can't accomplish on our own. It's because God wants to show us his hand and how mighty and powerful and able and capable he is because there is nothing that is impossible with him. Nothing that's too difficult for him. Mark Batterson put it this way. He said, if you've never had a God-sized dream that scared you half to death, then you haven't really come to life. If you've never been overwhelmed by the impossibility of your plans, then your God is too small. If your vision isn't perplexingly impossible, then you need to expand the radiuses of your prayer circle. In another one of his books, he said, what sets lion chasers apart isn't the outcome. It's the courage to chase God-sized dreams. Are you chasing a God-sized dream this morning? In Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3, Solomon tells us that the dream comes through much effort and the voice of a fool through many words. Many commentators believe that this verse alludes to the fact that our minds are just so engrossed, with the business of our day-to-day lives, in and out, everything that's required of us. How true is that in our culture today when we're constantly plugged into something? Our minds are just so engrossed on what's going on around us that when we lay our heads down at night, we start dreaming about it. And if you're like me, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, that's when you start running through the list of everything that you've got to do. Everything that needs to be done, you start checking off. Did I do this? Did I do that? Oh, I can't forget to do this. I can't forget to do that. And so we start dreaming about those things. But what I think is so interesting is that he says here, the dream comes through much effort. That phrase, much effort, in the Hebrew, it means a multitude of occupations or jobs or tasks. It's the idea of something travailing, something that is painful or laborious. The dream comes through much effort. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell once said that the dream does not become reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination and hard work. If you and I are going to dare to dream, we've got to relentlessly push through the painful times to see the dream realized, to see it come to fruition. You know, there were many immigrants over the years who made their way to America through Ellis Island with a dream for a better life. And unfortunately, many of them fell ill. Many of them even died before they ever reached the land. But as they embarked upon the shores of America and they read the inscription on the Statue of Liberty, That said, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these the homeless, tempest tossed to me. Think about that for a minute. Give me your tired, yearning to breathe free. How many of you are tired this morning? Life's been hard. And you just want to be able to breathe. Just want to be able to have peace just want to be able to be free. And perhaps this morning, the dream that God placed in your heart has been long forgotten. And you're just weary. You're just weary. You're just tired of waiting for it to come through. It's like Sarah, you know, all of her life, she waits to try and bear a son for her husband. It doesn't happen. And then finally, she's so old when she gets this promise that she's going to bear a son that she laughs. This this can't happen. I'm too old. I want to encourage you this morning. You are never too old for the call of God to be fulfilled in your life. He has a plan and a purpose for you. And maybe you're tired. Maybe you're weary this morning. Maybe that dream has been long forgotten. But Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. I don't particularly use the message version the translation of the Bible, but I like how it translates Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30. It says, are you tired? Worn out, burnt out on religion. How many of you can identify with that? Jesus says, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, he says, and work with me. Watch how I do it. And I love this next part. It says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. He said, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Isn't that a beautiful promise? We have to dare to believe. We have to dare to surrender. And we have to dare to be relentless. In her book, You're Made for a God-Sized Dream, opening the door to all that God has for you, Holly Girth says this. She says, those stars... That make us feel small. We're spoken into being by the one who walks beside you, lives within you, and calls your name and dares you to dream beyond yourself. Would you journey with me this morning? Would you dare to dream? I want to leave you with this quote, and this thought from Bruce Wilkinson in his book, The Dream Giver. He says, the better you understand the journey to your dream and what God is doing in your life, the less likely you are to abandon your dream. I want to read that one more time. The better you understand the journey to your dream and what God is doing in your life, the less likely you are to abandon your dream. We find this assurance in Romans 8, 28. That tells us that God works all things together for good. For those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. So let me ask you today. Would you trust him? Would you trust him with your future? Would you trust him with your past? Would you trust him with everything in between? Because he set eternity on our hearts. Will you be spending that eternity with him this morning? You can have that assurance By daring to believe in him, by surrendering your life to him, and by living with relentless abandon, pursuing the life that he has mapped out for you. Scripture tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. Because everyone who calls upon his name will be, will be, that's an assurance, that's a promise, that's a guarantee, will be saved. And I want to give you that opportunity this morning if you've never surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus and you want to feel this morning like you have purpose and like you have meaning in life, we want to give you that opportunity. But we also want to pray with you this morning that God would help you realize the dream that he's put into your heart. Maybe it was a dream you placed in your heart as a child, and now, as as a parent, as a grandparent, a great-grandparent, you're saying, "I never, I never saw it come to fruition. I never saw my dream realized. I've just given up on it. It's just not going to happen." I want to encourage you this morning to step out in faith, to stand up and say, "I dare to believe that my God still does miracles. I dare to believe He still moves mountains. I dare to believe that at the very mention of His name, the darkness has to flee because it trembles." at his name. And all I have to do is speak the name of Jesus. Friends, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You were created on purpose for a purpose. And I want to dare you this morning, dare to dream, dare to journey with me, chase after that vision, because without it, people perish. What is it that you're chasing this morning? What is it that you're pursuing? God has something he wants to put in your heart Would you be soft, would you be pliable, moldable, teachable to him this morning so that he can speak those things into your life? Would you pray with us this morning? Lord, we thank you so much for your word today. Father, I thank you that you've set eternity on our hearts, something that we can pursue, something that we can seek after. Lord, we long for that day when you come to take us home with you. But Father, for those who are watching today, Who've never made a decision to surrender their heart and their lives to you. Lord, we invite them to pray with us and just simply say, Jesus, I know, I know I'm not perfect. And I know I've made a lot of mistakes. I know that I am a sinner. But I believe that you've got a plan and a purpose for my life. I believe that you went to Calvary's cross for me, I believe that you died in my place, that you took the punishment for my sin. And that three days later, you rose again victorious so that I could have eternal life with you. Would you come into my life today? Would you forgive my sins to make me whole again? Help me to live for you. Help me to walk with you. I surrender to you this morning. I dare to believe all that you are. And Father, for those who are watching with us, those who are tuning in this morning, that are just feeling weary and tired and worn out, Lord, would you remind us that it's your strength that's made perfect in our weakness. And that, Lord, we find rest in your shadow. That those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and they'll mount up with wings as eagles. Would you renew our strength this morning, Lord? Would you give us fresh vision? Would you give us confidence to walk in it? able to pursue what it is that you've set in front of us. Father, we dare to believe you this morning. We dare to dream. We dare to surrender our desires for yours, our dreams in place of yours. Father, we want what you have for our lives. And Lord, we surrender to you this morning. Would you help us relentlessly pursue it, relentlessly pursue what it is that you've called us to? Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for all you've done for us. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. I ask your blessing and your favor on all those tuning in today. Father, we love you. And we ask this in the most precious name of Jesus. And God's people said amen and amen. Friends, I want to thank you for tuning in online with us this morning. We're sorry we were not able to meet with you because of the snow in person. But uh, we'll be back next Sunday in person. And our Power Kids will be starting up next Sunday. February the 7th, so we encourage them to come out, and uh, we're just looking forward to seeing all of you back with us. Pray that you have a wonderful couple of days, a wonderful week ahead of you. Please stay safe. Please uh, drive carefully if you have to go out. But if not, stay in, stay warm. Just enjoy the time with your family today. Friends, we love you. Comment below. Let us know how we can be praying for you. And if you'd like to still give today, even though we're not meeting in person, you can do that by going to VCC fmd.generush.org. We'll put that in the comments below. You can go there. That'll take you to our virtual terminal. And whatever you give on there goes directly to Victory Christian Center. And uh, we just thank you so much for that. Hope that you have a blessed day. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Victory Christian Center's audio podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on our social media, or at FCCFMD.com.